So we started this thing with very modest ambitions. And <laughs> um, I never really considered anyone would listen to it. I definitely never considered that anyone would listen to it and it might strike a chord with them or that they would find it relatable in any way or let alone you know even more than that i never thought that it, you know anyone would want to would listen to it and and be moved to respond to it in a, in a in a direct way you know sure i, I, mean, I didn't see it coming no i i don't uh, though at least not so soon the the tone of your voice suggests that it has arrived well i think you know this already I don't know why mm. you need to feign ignorance. Um, but um, so if you've listened in the last couple of weeks, um, we've, we have not made that much of a direct acknowledgement of it, but we have acknowledged that um, we love all of our listeners, but we have, uh, we found out recently um, we record... We didn't find this part out recently, but we record Nocturnal Emissions at the uh, KBGA studio. And where is that? That's in the Branch Center. What? what but what do they call it? That? Oh, uh, because it's in a tree. <laughs> but it's on. It's in the Branch Center at the University Center on the University of Montana campus. The UM campus is famous for um, having a large. Um, main hall. It's called University Hall. Very original name. Mm-hmm. Where the president and all of his lackeys um, are located. <laughs> they have their offices and stuff. And it's disti- it's distinct feature and one of the dis- distinct features and icons of the campus is a big old clock tower. Yeah, massive. Ringing those bells on the hour every hour and yeah. once on the half hour every half hour. A uh, little fun fact, and uh, we learned recently that it it is Quasimodo up there yeah. ringing those bells. He occupies the uh, the clock tower here, yeah. at U of M, right? Um, some series of fortunate or unfortunate events. He's no longer at the Notre Dame. He's here at the University of Montana. Oh, excuse me. And we also learned that he is a listener. Yeah, he's up late. He, He's got to be ringing those bells every hour. I think he takes like micro naps in the thirty-minute window when he doesn't have to ring any bells. <laughs> I I have no that idea. That must. He, I'm just assuming is that that, best that must <laughs> be how he get because he asked this twenty-four hours of the day. You got to ring those bells every hour. Sure. Yeah. No yeah, way I to get, get some good shut eye unless you're taking micro naps. I guess that that does make sense. Um. But yeah, we did he find it. Seem like a guy that would like. Go in shifts with someone else. <laughs> yeah, he's you know, a solitary. He's, like, he's a lightest mind. Yeah, type he's of guy. A, yeah. The bells are mine. The bells are mine. <laughs> the bells are mine. Um, but yeah, he does listen. He is a nocturnal emissary. That is canon. Um, and he, I guess, crow. I mean, you're the one to maybe take it from here. But I guess yeah. he he uh, he sought you out. He wrote into the show or yes, something. Yes, he has written to me. He kind of made it somewhat explicitly clear that he was writing to me. Um, and so I, I just felt like, uh, you haven't heard this yet. I felt no. like it was my duty to yeah. maybe read it 
Yeah, yeah let's. I, I can't. Time. Yeah, I, I. You told me that Quasimodo wrote, did write a letter to us. Yes, and I just said, "Don't tell me what it is. Let's yeah. read it cold on the air." Yeah, yeah. I want to hear it. All right, so this will yeah. just be the second time that I've gone through this. Literally, this will be the second time. Okay, I've gone through this it's crazy. Okay, but um, yeah, I guess uh, without further yeah, ado, let's get, get it up. Let's get down to the letter. <laughs> yeah, open. Is... <laughs> okay, so this is. Um, the first write-in to Nocturnal Emissions, and yes. it's from our good friend uh, in the bell tower, Quasimodo. It's funny because I've had just tilt he's my listening. head slightly. Yeah, he's listening right now. He's, he's, he's listening, listening right now. On, on some sort of small FM, <laughs> yeah. like maybe it's, crank Yeah, radio. crackling <laughs> the vo- through the distortion. Yeah. He's cracking he, up. He we love, the... yeah, our boy Quasimodo. <laughs> All right, what, what's he got to say? All right, here's what he says to me. Um, Monsieur Crow. <laughs> Plagued by the ever-burning flame of Satan and his armies, I've had the unfortunate task of relocating from Notre Dame. Mm. I first came to hear of the fire when the burning carcass of a pigeon came soaring into the belfry. (laughs) Never shall I forget the smell of singed feathers and beak. The memory still causes me to shudder. Every night I desperately inhale the fumes of nail polish remover in an attempt to forget not only the odors, (laughs) but the entire grim visage of my home being turned into a pyre. (laughs) So you might be wondering to yourself, my dear crow, how I came to find my new home in this godforsaken clock tower. It's very simple, really. Fortnightly, I would receive what you might call care packages from the Vatican. They included things such as a lock of Elijah's Woods hair, uncooked lentils, non-masturbatory magazines, 276 servings of Jim Baker's bulk apocalypse pancakes, and lastly, a few Mm. books. Uh, And around the time when Notre Dame caught flame, I decided to pick up one of these books they brought me. It was a book simply entitled Missoula. (laughs) I thought to myself, that's a rather curious title, but that isn't what caught my one good eye. There, through my unwardy right eye, I saw my future, my home. A glowing beacon of hope set against a backdrop of blue-tinged apocalyptic and hostile land. I didn't just see some plain old building constructed from brick and mortar. I didn't just see some rather phallic column rising to a larger-than-life timepiece. I saw freedom. And so after subjecting myself to the life of a stowaway on one of the Cardinal's yachts, I found my way to the West, Quasimodo's own manifest destiny. (laughs) Forgive my rambling. It's been a while since I've had any human contact. At any rate, it's nice to have you as a companion with me, Crow, especially during this time of the night that usually pairs me with abject misery. I look forward to our new friendship and continued correspondence. Yours, Quasimodo. So... Uh, this is for you. This is just a shout out to uh, Quasi. It sounds like you're going through some things right now, my friend. <laughs> I'm glad you're listening to us. Let us be there. Yeah. Um, he, uh, <laughs> he, uh, Quasimodo is more verbose than I remember him. <laughs> All of that nail time. polish remover has given him the heart of a poet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they just feed him books, uh, <laughs> magazines, and, and nail polish remover. Wow. And it's created. Wow. Like, a genius, I'd say. So I guess Quasimodo was updating us 
and the world a little bit. Is this his first public statement since the Notre Dame fire? I think it is. Quasimodo made his first public statement yeah. on nocturnal emissions. Because I imagine he kind of had to stay on the hush-hush while he was a stowaway on this well, yacht. Yeah, yeah. I don't, he might not have had a visa. Yeah. No, God, no. I don't. I, Quasimodo, if you're listening, FCC, if you're listening... ICE or Border Patrol, one F off. <laughs> You're going down, baby. Yeah. January 21st, 2021. Y'all's time is up. <laughs> but uh, Quasimodo is here legally. Um, yeah. So I guess since the Notre so the Notre Dame, he would get, I guess what he's saying is he read John Krakauer's book, Missoula, <laughs> or, I, I, in the Rape letter. and the Justice System in a College Town. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, or at least the cover of he that saw book. The cover he of saw the famous book. university clock tower, and knew he had to see. That's interesting because the common wisdom so far is that that book has only pushed people away from coming to the University of Montana. Sure. So here we have an instance of that crack hour book getting someone to UM. Seth Bodner, are you listening? <laughs> Paula Short, are you listening? Oh, this is good news. <laughs> Finally, uh, turn, you know, enrollment is turning around. Quasimodo was brought here by the John Krakauer book in his own way. <laughs> he represents a new wave. Yeah, a new wave. He is <laughs> the dwellers. I come to you now on the turn of the tide, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Quasimodo the White is here And uh, he listens I couldn't help but notice he Was only addressing that letter to Crow I want to just say Quasimodo There is a co-host here But that's I am It's fine It's fine It did seem Like I said Kind of exclusively uh, Directed to me I'm yeah. not sure. Uh, maybe he did. It's didn't fine. It's you. fine. I, 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 I don't want to make too big of a deal out of it. Okay. But um, yeah, but, it's okay, Quasi. Uh, Quasi, uh, I would love to hear from you again, man. Um, yeah, feel free to write in again to me, yeah. to Crow, to both of us. Yeah. It that, doesn't matter. Yeah, we are we are here for you in your time of need. I can't imagine what it's like to lose. Yes, your solidarity with Quasimodo. Yeah, briefly homeless. We're glad he has a home here. We're glad he listens. Absolutely. And uh, what up? What up? Welcome to Nocturnal Emissions. That was metal. Yeah, what up, what up? (laughs) Welcome to Nocturnal Emissions. It's time for Safe Harbor. (laughs) The Witching Hour. Chicken soup for the dark (laughs) night of the soul. I missed it. Welcome to Nocturnal Emissions. Uh, I am Hooks. With me is Crow. I'm Crow over here. Oh, a vibrant and... uh, uh, what do I want to say? <laughs> a vibrant and vital call this time, yeah. as opposed to your last appearance on Nocturnal Emissions when you were a little under the weather. Yeah, uh, 
Good old Mother Nature has breathed the new life into me oh. in the past uh, couple of weeks. Oh. Uh, went away, saw some warmer weather. Right. Uh, you went on down to sunny old <laughs> South Texas. That's right. I went down to my, my home, Lone Star State. The Big D. Yeah. Yeah. Got some uh, vitamin D in me. Yeah. As they say. Some vitamin Fort Worth. Some vitamin Dallas all up in me. Um, it's fantastic. I, for the first time, got to experience a few of Dallas's gay bars. Oh, which were, Dallas's famous gay bar they scene. They were a blast. Uh, shout out to those guys. They're a huge, there's a huge gay community there. And uh, at least one of the bars that I went into, like a certain portion of their profits go back into uh, like LGBTQ nonprofits, which is pretty sweet. Hell yeah. Yeah. Fun. It was a fun time, man. Fun good times to, good were to be had back. all around. Um, I did do a solitary emission last week. Yeah, how did that go? Um, I talked about the um, overall sort of tactical trends in European club soccer over the last decade. <laughs> and uh, for the bulk of the show, I kind of just like stared into a middle distance and talked unbroken <laughs> for like upwards of 80 minutes or so. <laughs> And I haven't listened to it since. I haven't put it up in the feed. It is something of a lost episode at this point. Uh, who knows what will happen with it later. But I, pi- I pictured you in here um, sort of in like the same vein of like a Drake and Josh sketcher, like Ned's Declassified, setting up a broom with like some googly eyes and mm. a wig on it in the chair and like <laughs> talking to it the whole time. And be like, a stuffed crow. Yeah, exactly. A stuffed crow. <laughs> yeah, I could. I, uh, I or did. just had a crow in the studio. That'd be kind of fun. <laughs> that would make for interesting radio. I, I did struggle up top with the intro, but then... Kind of when I got into it, I just, as you know, I do have the ability to kind of completely zone out of, like, a present consciousness, but continue to speak. Yeah. Um, And I just did that. In a pretty eloquent way, I might add. Well, well, thank you. Well, thank you, thank you. We're all impressed. Um, If you are tuning in for the first time to Nocturnal Emissions this week, um, it's not just a show about Quasimodo. No. But... Uh, it's also not, not a show about Quasimodo. Right, yeah. But mainly Nocturnal Emissions. Every week, um, Crow and I sit down here in the KBGA studio from 12 a.m. midnight to 2 a.m. on Wednesday night slash Thursday morning, Mm -hmm. depending. I'm of the opinion that it counts as Wednesday night. Yeah. I know it's technically Thursday morning, but... For a Nocturnal Emissary, though, I feel like it counts as a Wednesday night. I like to think that, yeah, Nocturnal Emissaries are not sticklers. Like I've said before, we are hooting with the owls. We're not soaring with the eagles. That's right. And uh, what we're here to do is just to kind of ramble on as we've been doing for the next... um, couple hours, hour or two or so. We'll see how long this one goes. And uh, what we think is that if you're up at this time of night, you uh, more than anything are trying to kill time and you do not. This is the the witching hour, the time of reckoning with oneself, um, which is always good to avoid if you can. You don't want to have to 
be left alone with your own thoughts at this time of night. Mm. So uh, put on the 89.9 FM, uh, put in the aux cord, you know, open up your phone, pull up kbj.org, and uh, let these two boys just come in and uh, usurp your uh, inner turmoil, your inner monologue, and uh, just let us, you know... Just sneak right into your ears and guide you through the night. You know, maybe yeah. you're uh, getting ready to go deliver some newspapers, <laughs> or you're uh, paper boys uh, working for menial pay in a, like an Amazon warehouse, like one day shipping warehouse or something, and you got your headphones in, or you're. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> on a uh, on an airboat, zipping on through the bayou uh-huh. with uh, fifteen kilos of uh, Colombian Bam Bam uh-huh. <laughs> that you're smuggling up the Delta <laughs> to sell in New Orleans, or you can get good money on the street for that uh, if you know who to go to, and uh, you know. You don't want to have to listen to the sounds of the swamp. You want the gators. You want into the uh, uh, the birds chirping the crickets. Yeah. Uh, listen to the two boys, Nocturnal Emissions. Uh, yeah, listen to Nocturnal Emissions. That's what we're here for. Um, whatever you're doing. You want to caress your disquieted mind. Oh, what a what a great way to put it. <laughs> Let us caress. We might have to add that to the intro. Let yeah. us caress your disquieted mind. <laughs> yeah, with. Uh, with chit chat that is somehow st- strung along together in a pretty um, chaotic yeah. sequence. It is definitely chaotic. We like yeah. to have a general kind of dis- theme of discussion, yeah. if you will. I will. And, um, you know, if you listen to the last three episodes or any of them, even one, you don't have to listen to all three, but we just got done with a very thorough review of the original trilogy of the Pirates of the Caribbean franchise. Mm. I, I, I really do prefer the <laughs> Verbinski collection. Yes, the Verbinski trilogy. <laughs> yeah. One of the great cinematic, um, f- iconic cinematic franchises. Yeah. Um, I had a great time doing it. There was lots of crazy, crazy stuff. Um, Barbosa and Gibbs mainly are the two yeah. characters from that that have stuck with me. The MVPs. And who I think I have um, imbued some of their essence or some of their teachings and kind of taken them into my day-to-day life. Mm-hmm. I kind of like to conspiratorially rant about like luck and pirates to people yeah. now. No, I, I find myself ta- bringing it up. It's bad luck to be singing about pirates. Yeah. The other day, I, I can't remember what comparison I made, but I, I was just like, oh, this is like um, this is like when Norrington took the heart out of the jar <laughs> and then left it in the in the little John boat for Jack Sparrow. The old I, bait and switch. Yeah, yeah. It was such. It was like the old James a, Norrington bait and switch. I have to stop it. Was, it took. I, I had to like kind of rehab myself for <laughs> Making a week. Making weird. Like, oh, look at this guy, bootstrap Bill <laughs> exactly. over here, like making reference. People are like, what are you talking about? Exactly. I kind of bootstrap went crazy. Bill. Because we looked at those movies so closely, or, or just more closely than I really I ever had before. Yeah, and and I it's, yeah. it is funny though looking back and realizing like 
the characters that I I just didn't think much of when I was a kid, but mm-hmm. now I found myself like kind of despising them. Like, I, you know, <laughs> I, I love them, but Weatherby Swan is a moron. Yeah. And created we a, have a complicated a relationship with them, for sure. Governor Swan, I, listen, man. You're still upset about Weatherby? He does. Weatherby, I think... I mentioned in the first one that growing up as a kid, I had a great distaste for Weatherby because I was so swept up in the stakes of what was going on. And he is always just this sort of buffoon, this mm-hmm. this fool, this bumbling old fool. Mm-hmm. And I was always kind of like, get it together, man. You we're dealing <laughs> yeah. with like cursed cursed Aztec gold yes. here. Come on. But then and I, watching the Curse of the Black Pearl, the first one, I remembered when we got to this scene, one of Weatherby Swans that ultimately won him over for me because I even remember as a kid how much I just related to him and to this scene. It's towards the end of Curse of the Black Pearl when the pirate skeletons walk under on the ocean floor and yeah. um, ambush the British Navy ship that Weatherby Swan is on. And he's like back in like the captain's quarters mm-hmm. in the kind of hole of the sh- in in Skyrim. If you're going through a ship, that's where you would find like the bandit chieftain, you know, sure. all the way through after you get through all the grunts. Um, that's where the boss and like the chest with all the gold and potions and, you know, maybe like. Meridia's beacon or something Um, he's in there and he like pops out and he sees all this is going on and he goes right back in (laughs) and barricades himself in and then is kind of just hiding in there hoping no one notices that he's in there for like to the absolute end is like that is what he he's 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 confronted with this situation and what he's going to do is just retreat as far as possible and hide for as long as absolutely po- like to mm-hmm. the bitter end and i always knew and could all, like i could always just like if like put my that's where i would put myself in that battle even as a kid i knew that were I to end up on that ship, I would end up in that cabin with Governor Swan. You know, I would be cowering. I would be <laughs> hiding to the very end. And I really just, I underst- I felt like watching it again this time, I understood him in that moment. And I was I willing to I... give him more of a pass. <sighs> Whatever. I, but like, yeah, we don't need to relitigate yeah, this. So we... If you want to say a final thought about Weatherby Swan, I will allow you to do that. Weatherby man, you know I yeah you you dug your own grave, but you 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 crossed the rainbow bridge with dignity. So. <laughs> Anyways, that's my final. Thought. I do want to make a comment just on that because I remembered it, and I just want to say it on the record. When it rains in Missoula at night, driving around, it's like MF uh, Rainbow Road in this place. <laughs> <laughs> If anybody, if people who will know what that means know what it means, um, okay, you get but better glasses, my friend. Okay, well, let's get so this week in kind of a free association connection. The topic this week is a little bit connected to you, 
the Pirates of the Caribbean that we were talking about. There was a bit of a kerfuffle. Um, our my my own my loyal co-host Crow um, was describing how he had gone <laughs> um, to Disneyland as a boy and ridden on the fabled Pirates of the Caribbean uh, ride there. And in the first episode, do you want to say what happened in your no, own no, words? No, 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 no. Go, keep going. Go on. Uh, you it. don't want to like just no, kind of no. own up to it or no, anything. No, you don't. Say okay, it, like... so in the first episode, Crow was, I guess, put on the spot a little bit and couldn't remember anything about <laughs> the ride or what it was like, and just sort of made something up. Feels so ashamed. <laughs> and multiple people were listening and called. Him out in private, I guess, because I didn't hear about it yeah, until they, the next week. They came and found me at work. Yeah. People keep reached out and told you, yeah. what were you talking about? <laughs> we had our good friend Rob listen on the podcast shortly afterward, and he texted me, hey, I don't know if you know this, but that's not what... <laughs> The ride is like at all. Yeah. And I was like, oh, you got to tune in to the next week because in the Dead Man's Chest episode, you did make a public apology. So, yeah, if you want to if you want to hear more about this, go listen to the Dead Man's Chest episode. It's called uh, In the Pig Pen in Tortuga. And Crow gets into all of it. He reads his public apology. Yeah. Or was. Yeah. Okay, that was Dead Man's Chest when I read the apology. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I feel ashamed. I won't do it again. I've owned up to it. I will never make that mistake um, again. Yeah, I won't make that mistake again. I did I, not have amusing relations with that uh, theme park ride. It was just such a bizarre lapse in consciousness. But um, at any rate, yeah, we're talking yeah. about Disney World. We're expanding. We're talking about... I We... um In... With one of the our friends, um, who I don't, I brought it up to you or raised the issue. Our good friend Katie Ellis, mm-hmm. we were talking with her um, some indeterminate amount of time ago, just about that, and it just spiraled into a longer conversation about just like going to Disney theme parks yeah. as as kids and as children, and it kind of just. We had a good uh, kind of free-winning conversation about it. I found myself um, remembering just like a bunch of stuff. And uh, we didn't want to do any kind of like work ahead of time for this. So we just wanted something that we could um, roll with on the spot. So here you go, emissaries. We're talking um, our youthful trips to Disney World, youthful baby. Trips to Disney World, big old stuff. Um, do you want to? Do you want to start? When was the first time you went to Disney World, well, Crow? I was gonna suggest. Do you mind if we take a break? Just listen to like a track real quick. I need yeah. to get a drink of water. Yeah. My mouth is so parched. Okay, but... Crow's mouth is parched. So parched. We'll take a little break here. A little break, Amundo, and we'll be back with a little nocturnal emissions. Uh, don't touch that dial. I am parched. <laughs> oh, 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 we are back. Sound effects. Yeah, that was 
Grading. Uh, what up, what up? Welcome back to Nocturnal Emissions. Crow, did you wet your whistle? I wet my whistle. Thank goodness. God, oh, man. God. The, uh, oh, that sweet, sweet nectar of H2O uh, calling me like never before. Name a more iconic trio than a hydrogen and two oxygen molecules. <laughs> yeah. Or atoms or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> is it is it a molecule made up of atoms? Right? Is that right? Totally. I'm I'm uh, <laughs> I'm telling on myself right now. <laughs> We're both, We're both stupid as hell. <laughs> Um, yeah, we don't know, but water is good. It's no, good dude. for you when you drink it. You feel better. Uh, Nocturnal Emissions is sponsored by water this week. Drink it, water. Yeah, have plenty. Go of to it. the drinking fountain and drink some right now. Water yeah, wherever you are. Water.com/slash Nocturnal Emissions. Um, we're talking Walt Disney World theme park. Our experiences with it, and uh, maybe being a little silly. Telling some jokes or something. Who knows? Seems like there's a silly vibe in the air. Yeah, tonight. yeah. Crow, when was the when when I were eschewing eschewing any conversation of uh, Walt Disney Land? I don't care about that tonight. When was the first time you ended up in Walt Disney World in muggy, flat, boring Orlando, Florida? The first time I was there, or the last time I was there? I want to know about the first time you. Were first there. time I was there was. Um, uh, so I went with my family, my 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 mommy, my daddy, and my sister, um, <laughs> and their baby boy, <laughs> and their baby boy, and uh, there was some. It was around Halloween because there was a, a special like Halloween parade event going on. In Halloween, Halloween. Uh, am I saying Halloween? It? Halloween. <laughs> I don't know. Halloween. Yeah. It sounded like you were saying Halloween. No, I, I do think I am saying it weird. <laughs> Never mind. You were going down there for Halloween? Yes, I was going back All down Hallows there. Eve? All Hallows Eve. All Hallows Eve. And um, <laughs> what a great time. I. It, what's funny to me is I'm remembering it now that like um, the turkey legs are what stood out to me the most from that trip. And then it here's, was just... Wait, some, wait, wait. Here's my, here's my question for you. Do you remember... When you found out you were gonna go to Disney World, uh, yeah, I totally do. Uh, I can't remember what year it was, but it, it was like a Christmas thing. Yeah, where like my sister and I opened up a package and it was oh. you know, some printout of an email that was like blah blah blah. You, you know, okay, you're going to Disney World. Yada, yeah, yada, yada, yeah. Yada. Was it similar? I, there was like some sort of so, pageantry to it. I hope that this is right. I have had, I'm not going to get into specifics, but I, I, you had with, you know, we had this whole kerfuffle with the talk, describing the Pirates of the Caribbean ride. I have had multiple <laughs> specific instances. And here, the, we can talk about the specific that you were around for if we want, but I've had a couple instances where. I have like seemingly remembered very strange things that have happened <laughs> to me and like groups of my peers and then asked them if they remember it and people just think that I'm making it up. Yeah. So we, there was one <laughs> recently where I thought I, I very clearly remember, remember when I was in middle school, there was an um very a weird old akito <laughs> sensei who came to i want to make this public because i want people to reach out to me i remember any of people listening to nocturnal emissions because it's mostly just 
my friends who went to middle school with me. Do you remember at HMS, there was this very strange old Aikido sensei who came to the gym classes and like fought all the kids. That's the quickest way I'll say <laughs> it. If you, We'll talk about this on another day, but I distinctly remember an Aikido sensei coming to my middle school gym class and fighting all the kids, literally fighting all the kids. <laughs> I brought this up recently with... Two of our good friends who I went to middle school with who had no recollection of this at all. So we don't know if this is true. So now I don't know if I can trust any of my memories. But what I remember of this is like, I first went to Disney World in, uh, it would have been 2004. Okay. Because I was nine years old. Some amount of, we went in December of 2004. Because my mom was like, yeah, it's after hurricane season, but it's not in the summer. It's the perfect time to go. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> she's right, man. The she is right. Crowds of she's, She thinks about everything, man. Um, we, I rem- It was some number of months beforehand, and I just remember my parents, they were, like, up in the kitchen, and they, like, called me and my brothers up there to, like, talk about something. <laughs> Like after dinner, you know, to where I was like, I think I I remember being prepared for like, are we gonna move? Oh like, God, like, are you getting a divorce? Oh like, what is this? And then they were like, uh, we're gonna go to a Disney World or something, and we were like, oh my God! Like it was the biggest surprise. I should have known because like I got I went through the same thing like year like they did that a number of times for vacations. Like a few years later, we went to DC mm-hmm. for a vacation, and it was still like y'all guys come up to the kitchen. We need to talk. <laughs> so it was weird, but so yeah, I I went. Uh, John, I went Pat, uh, <laughs> you're you're gonna need to sit down for this. Yeah, I yeah. went. I went into it with the worst. Uh, expectations and was always pleasantly surprised. (laughs) So yeah, I was so, I was so stoked. I I, I thought about it forever. It was like months away, but I was like, it's like a hundred days away. I can't, I can't wait. Yeah. (laughs) Counting down the days. But then, um, uh, I went and boy, did I go. Yeah. Do you know a year you first went down there? I was just thinking like, maybe we went the same year. Um, 2004? Yeah. The year that, of that our Lord? sounds about right. Man. The year of our Lord, 2004? Although, yeah, I would have been in Tennessee. Yeah. That, yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, 2004. How how far of a drive is it from Chattanooga, Tennessee? Or wait, Tullahoma, Tennessee? <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. You, for sake of discussion, Chattanooga's fine. Um, Are they close by? I mean, Chattanooga's like two hours wet or east of Tullahoma, mm. um, if I remember correctly. But uh, any Tennesseans, I think it was like a call our bluff. I want to say it was like a a 13 hour drive down to. Oh, damn. To Orlando or something crazy. We got to fly from good old Helena MT. And I love I, I love airports. I love planes. I loved it as much as I love it now. I loved it so much more. As a little boy, like mm-hmm. as much as I was excited for the being at Disney World, I was excited for flying on a plane. As you can tell, yeah, I do not come from wealth <laughs> for <laughs> flying on a plane, and uh, it lived up to the hype. Man, we drove to Spokane in December through like a huge snowstorm, dude. I remember like weird, like the weird sort of kind of good feeling of like driving at night 
when it's snowy out, I don't know, because it's like warm inside where you're at, and it's right. kind of it's kind of looks cool outside. But yeah, a, a nighttime. I'm sure my dad who was driving was not enjoying yeah, it. White knuckling <laughs> up there, like these kids better love this. I was not. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This better be worth it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Some real dad stuff. White knuckling. Yeah, and yeah. I just was like, oh, this is cool. As not at nine, but drove out to Spokane, flew out from the Spokane airport. Um. Stayed at I think the Red Lion. Listen to, I don't know why these yeah, details are red important. Lion People that. are going to be able to like <laughs> learn too much about my figure out who I am for that. I don't like that. Never. That's all lies. But uh, um, what was I going to say? Oh, listen to Harry Potter. One of the Harry Potters on audiobook. Oh, the Jim Dale. Uh, yes, yeah. the legendary Jim Dale narrated Harry Potter. Harry O. <laughs> yeah. Harry Potter audiobooks. Yeah, those are amazing. Um, and yeah, <laughs> then yeah, flew out down there. Do you rem- what? Do you know how many days on your first trip were you in Disney World? I think we went for like a week each nice. time, if I remember correctly. Nice. And you've gone how many times? Uh. Four or five. Flex King. I know, I know. Flex I know. King. Pretty privileged, dude. But I, 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 yeah, I want to say we did it for, but the first time, the first time I went, we did the whole thing mm. where we stayed in like. The whole kit and caboodle? You know, in one of the, in a couple of the Disney resorts there. Did you stay at the Magic Castle? No, and, oh. uh, you know, I found that out today. Actually, there's only one room in the castle itself that you can rent. Oh, and I bet it, it's pretty pi- pricey. Oh, god, <laughs> god, mean, crow to sneeze. God bless you, crow. God bless. Um, it was uh, originally designed to be uh, Walt Disney's apartment. <laughs> So that he can right. spectate on all of the right. Pe- all the watch people. all the little peons. Yes, hello. You're in my park. Hello, <laughs> you are in my dominion. Um, Make sure they're all blonde hair and blue eye. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. Uh, but no, I mean like the animal kingdom. Don't let place. anyone swarthy in. Waltz, I don't know if that's cool, man. I don't know if you. <laughs> no, I said don't let any swarthy people yeah. in. Walt, yeah, it's got to be a, it's not, you know, discrimination and stuff. Yeah, it's not cool. Walt, <laughs> But, but but it's my castle. I just it's I my castle. It's Walt Disney yeah. World. Yeah. It's my planet. Yeah. <laughs> no swarthy people. Yeah. Well, it's not. You can't even say swarthy anymore, man. <laughs> yeah. Oh God, what a twisted man. But um, he doesn't want anybody darker than uh, than uh, the the what what do you call the the white the non chocolate Oreos? Uh, bl- golden. They, do they have a word for it? Blonde? I don't know. Golden Oreos. Whiter than a golden Oreo. Nobody darker than that. Nobody, <laughs> nobody darker than a golden Oreo. Yeah, He loved heard, them. Yeah, he, yeah, he had an affinity <laughs> for golden Oreos. That's what killed him. Yeah, that's, that's what killed him in the end. Yeah, we just dug through that. He wanted to get frozen until they came up with a cure for... Yeah. Golden Oreo. Let me tell you, that was a gruesome autopsy to read through. You uh, read through his autopsy? Yeah, Death by Golden Oreo. The man, mm. um, he's on ice. He really, I, he is, he is Literally. on ice. Literally. Nice. Yeah. Is that and, true? Uh, I, I don't know why I'm asking you, but is that true? I have never heard anyone say What's your say gut instinct? 
It's got to be true. It's got to be true. That like, dude's a freak. Yeah. And, <laughs> and sure. that's not even that weird to do. I don't feel like if you have an insane amount of money, I don't feel like that's a weird thing to do. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Rich people yeah. are psychopaths. Yeah. Um, but anyway, <laughs> you heard it here. You stayed at the resort. Yeah. Uh, and one of them was a Mighty Ducks one that I wanted to. Oh, up, and that a was Mighty the, Ducks hotel room. Like the whole the whole hotel was. I've never the, seen that movie. Yeah. And, and I want to say it was like maybe Is that the hockey one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's great. You should totally watch it. Highly. It's, yeah, I'll check it out. It's I'll check it on. Weird times where. Like, Let's watch it right now. Disney did an animated movie that I would still totally watch as an adult. They do, they've done that a few. Wait, times. Wait, it's animated. Yeah. And it's about hockey. Yeah. I thought it was live action. I think there is a live action one too. <laughs> totally. If Crow is making stuff up again, please call him out in I, real life, everyone I, you, again. You made me question myself when I said <laughs> that, but I definitely remember. Let's, get, let's just ditch this because now I'm nervous about it. I don't want to talk about that hotel so we anymore. So we stayed, when we went, we didn't stay in the park. Somehow through like my mom's coworker or like her barber or something. Um, we got hooked up with, uh, like, like a timeshare condo or something. So for like the week down there, we stayed in like a proper house in Orlando and like rented a car and just drove around. It meant that like, we didn't just go to Florida or not, not just to Disney world. We like went to the coast. No, we didn't go to Universal. We like went, drove to freaking Tampa, which was terrible, <laughs> but went to the ocean, which was cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there was like one of those. I the only thing I remember about it is that there was a uh, one of those old school giant flat screen TVs that like was as tall as I was, but then had the huge like bulbous back end that like went into the wall. Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh. It's it's looked like one of the like an old desktop computer yeah. with a flat screen and you just made it yeah like 30 just, times bigger or yeah, whatever. Yeah the bubble yeah not that many but yeah but it is still I mean it's still like at that time I'm sure yeah. it's like oh my and God. Uh, they had a PS2 and I remember playing um one of the James Bond video games on it, and Star Wars Battlefront like on Gold it. Night or something like that. Yeah, one of the, maybe Nightfire. Those old Bond PS2 games are sweet. I remember Nightfire being about the littest stuff out there <laughs> yeah. on the PS2. 007 Nightfire slaps hard on that split screen. Yeah, yeah. But uh, Disney World. So. Yeah, and we would just drive in. We had like, yeah, we would just drive in every day. What did you think of the? Was that the first time you had seen the ocean, or had you seen the Oregon coast? I would have seen the Pacific Ocean, I think, before that. Gotcha. But but you- I have no distinct memories of it. I what I remember about being at the ocean there was it was really fun. <laughs> In Tampa. <laughs> yeah, my uh, yeah, my brothers and I like would go and like dig. Like, you know, like holes for our feet in the sand where the tide was coming in. And then the tide would like keep washing it in until we would just get like our 
like stuck in the sand it's like up to our like mid calf we thought that was (laughs) fun as hell man i don't know it was i I would probably think it was fun now yeah it's still a great (laughs) time pretty good messing with the sand picking up wet sand and throwing it at each other and stuff oh god the beach is great it was great yeah um but yeah we went into the park also i don't i think we went into magic kingdom but we didn't really like anything there Mm -hmm. well what about like space mountain is that in my, yeah, I'd say we definitely did Space Mountain. I yeah, let's talk about rides. Like Big Thunder Mountain. Let's talk Railroad. about rides. I didn't do that one for sure or I don't remember it. Um I don't really like roller coasters. Okay. And I I didn't then. I like a really pretty tame roller coaster fine. Yeah. Um we went on like the the rock and roll one. I don't know if they change bands, but at the time that I went, unfortunately, it was Aerosmith. Uh, no, that is a that's a thing. It's they, permanently an Aerosmith ride. They offered it to U two at one point. U two was like, "Not nah, to hell with that," and then they offered it to Aerosmith. Uh, and Steven Tyler's never gonna turn yeah, down a paycheck. Yeah, no, exactly. That dude needed a check. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah. So now it's forever it's Aerosmith per- for uh, eternally. Aero- the Aeros- rock and roller coaster. That one I don't care for Aerosmith, but the roller coaster itself i loved it is great <laughs> don't talk about it and uh um i also did like space mountain yeah um one yeah what did what did you like about which role what Kingdom? rides did you like the most in the whole park or are we just talking about magic because uh, the whole imagine. let's roller coasters i guess roller whole coaster, park roller coasters. my favorite was big thunder mountain railroad because it's super tame um Big. Oh wait, is that kind of like the old timey? Like pioneer. Dude, I did do that one. Like, I loved that it, one. It, it is great. That was man. maybe my favorite. What well, you're in, like a little railroad exactly. cart or something. Exactly. Welcome to old time yeah. Thunder Mountain Railroad. Exactly. Yeah. Yeehaw. You get some thrills in it, but like there's at like the same dynamite time. is talked about yes. and stuff. Yeah, dynamite gets talked about on the ride. <laughs> it's all like sand. By passengers. Sandstonian, yeah, sandstonian stuff. <laughs> yeah. And that uh, one's good. Talk about that. Yeah, that that was a fantastic one. It's just pleasing on the eye. And like I said, I, I I've gotten better with it, but I, I'm not great on roller coasters either. Um, I'm not a huge fan unless it is pretty tame, like you're saying. Yeah. Um, what I love about the Disney roller coasters is kind of the <laughs> the the themes, you know, where you're like. As you go through the line, you just kind of progressively get more into the the world of the theme of the ride. Totally. When I was nine years old, I ate that up, dude. I loved it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You're walking, like, through that, you know, the that, like, frontier town-esque yeah, type yeah. wooden That fixture. one especially, I remember having such a cool line lead for up. Sure. You know, like, you're in for there forever, sure. so it should there should be something to kind of look at. Yeah. I remember being... We didn't have phones back then. Pretty Listen up, kids. We didn't have iPhones back when we were going to <laughs> Disney World, okay? <laughs> yeah, when we yeah. were waiting in line... You couldn't just be on Instagram doing a live story and being like, hey, followers, I'm at Disney World. I'm waiting in line. Keep me company. I'll answer your questions. We had to entertain ourselves. And trust me, you didn't really want to be talking to your family this whole time because you've been (laughs) spending the whole week with them. So you're just kind of looking. You got to just. It's got to be something for you to just look around and stare at silently. Yeah. Yeah. Like your mom was kind of excited and. 
in a nostalgic way to be there, but was worried about showing it because your dad was just so furious about what was about how hot it was and how like how long he had to drive and how much money he had to pay, and he just generally was not having a good time. And you know, what yeah, about? Well, yeah, what, like, yeah. Thunderman, <laughs> old good old Thunderman Railroad. Yeah, exactly. Back to that. Yeah, well, yeah. Waiting in line. Back to the we, good times. We knew how to. Uh, 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 Knew how to wait back then. Exactly. I've lost the ability to wait. I feel like a lot of folks have. Do mm-hmm. uh, you want to know a ride I hated? Hated. Still one of my most unpleasant moments of my entire life. Can I guess it? Sure. I think, yeah, sure. No, tell me what it no, is. No, no, no. Guess it. Is it Tower of Terror? Yeah. I knew it. I knew it. I. If you don't know what Tower of Terror is, it's the Twilight Zone theme ride. Okay, I great. That. I love the line for that. I love being spooked. I love spooky stuff. I love surreal things. I love the Twilight Zone. I love science fiction. So, like, yeah, the haunted kind of hotel build-up part of it, I very much enjoyed. The ride itself, there is, like, a screen and some element of a plot or something, and I... Don't remember because it's all trauma blocked out because <laughs> the, uh, but like the, the, what all this ride is, is one of the, you're all, there's like a 24 people or something sitting and, and it's just rockets you, shoots you straight up into the air really fast and then drops you right into the ground and shoots you straight up again. I hate this. I hate that sensation. I hate that <laughs> stomach churning thing and the thing is at nine years old i didn't know that i hated that this is how i discovered that i hated that because like as soon as it started happening i just really was not on board and just distinctly remember like scream crying throughout the whole like (laughs) four or five minutes uh, of the ride like wanting it to stop and just like it's just like full loud and there's sound effects and everything and everyone else is screaming so like nobody heard or knew anything that was going on <laughs> and I had kind of just like given up on it by the time it was over and was just like I just gotta wait for it to be done or whatever I don't know but I hated it I hated it so much I still am traumatized by that yeah, definitely low on my list of rides. It's there. it's maybe my great. most vivid. It's one of my most vivid memories of being at Disney World. Yeah, yeah. I that it. Did that, you experience any trauma there at T- Tower of Terror at Disney World? I at, guess in general at Disney World in general. Um, let's talk about your trauma. Let's talk about much. I I don't really think I did. I, I'll tell you this. I've never, I, I still, I've been chasing the feeling, the feeling of uh, exhilaration that I got from riding Space Mountain with the lights on. I know I bring that up every yeah, time we yeah, talk about Disney yeah. World, but uh, that was pretty freaky. There is a rumor that some guy like stood up on that ride at one point and lost his head. Um, yeah, that's. I think that's an urban legend. Yeah, it's an urban legend real. for sure. But I, it's it's true. If you stood up at one point, you could probably deck yourself pretty good. I don't know if you'd die, like. But one, how would you stand up on a roller coaster? They have those oppressive, you know, come they the cages like the shoulder cages or whatever. They come from the top, right? Not on not Space always. Now they come from yeah. Sometimes they it's just like a bar. So I yeah, guess, I, think Space I guess Mountain it's I'm like painting the, with a broad brush here. Yeah, yeah. You're thinking of like, um, 
Like something real gnarly. Yeah. One of those ones that just flings you around. Yeah, like the Hulk. Yeah. Um, no. It. My main fear, if you're standing up on a roller coaster, I would lose balance and I would fall off. Yeah. No, they're, uh, those things are... God. I'm too paranoid and like hypochondriac to ever like screw around. It's like yeah. whatever the safety protocol is, I'm doing that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and in most cases, By I am the like letter gripping, uh, <laughs> like holding on for dear life. Like there's no way in hell I'm gonna risk try and risk it yeah. intentionally on a ride. <laughs> like that's just bonkers. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, I I can't I can't think of any other trauma. I I had a great time at Disney World. I Love Splash Mountain. That one was great. Like I said, the turkey leg thing was weird. Where'd you get um, this turkey leg? So I I didn't get one. Um, we were what? all pretty freaked out. <laughs> what? By it. Um, I remember, yeah, dude, like I'm still kind of freaked out by it to this day. I don't fully understand it. I've seen, I've been to like Renaissance fairs since then, and I've started to warm up to the idea of people just walking around with salt shakers in one hand and turkey legs in the other. Uh, but I just hadn't seen it at that point. And so witnessing, you know, like every every fifth person walking through Magic Kingdom holding just this like huge cumbersome turkey leg in their hand and then just this random salt shaker and shaking it on it and taking bites. Uh, I was pretty astonished by that. Is that did you does this not ring any bells with you? You didn't I see this? You didn't have see... no recollection of seeing or registering in a memorable way anyone like eating a giant turkey leg. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. I'm not it's I'm not saying that that doesn't happen or I didn't even see it happen. It's possible I saw it happen. And I just forgot about it. Well, I just I remember at some point I ate alligator when I was in Florida. I just remember that. Yeah. And I ate a whole 14 inch pizza by myself. And I was very proud of myself. At age nine? At nine years old. A 14 inch pizza? Yeah. I rem- I only remember, guys, it's like a significant moment for me. I was like, I'm really hungry. I, I want to get the-, the 14 inch. And my parents were like, Are you sure that's pretty big? And I was like, I think I can eat the whole thing. And then I was like, I have to eat <laughs> oh, the God, whole thing. And I definitely ate it like way past I was like yeah, yeah. ever. But it was just like it had become a thing. And people were like, every <laughs> my whole family was like, is he going to eat the whole thing or <laughs> yeah. not? And I was like, I have to. I have John to, versus food. I have <laughs> to eat the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> and I did. I did eat the whole thing. Oh, man. It sounds like a triumphant victory. It but was. I, I just one of the happiest moments of my life. My dad still. brought up the question at one point, and I still confused me. Like, where, where did all the salt shakers come from? Like, I could understand, the right? And where do they go? And where do they go? <laughs> like, do they? That's leave, the real question: is people... where do they go? <laughs> yeah. I think I could piece together where they come from. You probably get one when you get your turkey leg. A salt shaker, though. No, the, but uh, I like, don't know where they go. The kind that you would have to boost from a, a restaurant. Like, I'm not talking a little packet. Of, I'm talking a full-on, like, restaurant-style salt shaker. So do you do you think it's more likely that all of these people lifted all of these salt shakers or that yes. whatever vendor they got them from? It, I, I guess the way you were telling it to me, I assumed it was, like, part of the novelty of it was, like, you're in the Renaissance 
part of Magic Kingdom or whatever, and they're like, well, I'll give you an old turkey leg and a salt shaker, and <laughs> no. it, this is how they did it back in the day. Well, that is part of it, but the salt shaker is irrelevant. That doesn't have anything to do with it. Okay, like well, you, I you, can't get over it. You get your turkey leg, but what? But I, but no. What my my point is this: that the salt shakers absolutely were being taken from the restaurants, N- not um, with the cons- without not, the consent yeah. of the restaurant, without, without the consent of the restaurant. Oh, uh, and so <laughs> you're sure of that? I'm pretty sure. I, I but like a bunch of people were doing this. Yeah, a bunch of people were doing this. It's like a cartel of I don't know if every fifth person had thieves. a turkey leg and a salt shaker, but every other every fifth person had a turkey leg at least. And maybe w- at least Big one hit. person had a salt shaker that oh, they yeah. stole. No, I saw multiple offenders with uh, <laughs> with the, the salt shakers. Well, weigh in nocturnal emissaries if this is real. Am I delusional? Is Crow delusional? Do any are any of our memories real? <laughs> Can you tell us, listeners? Where are we? What time is it, listener? What day is it? What year is it? Man, we should get Snopes on. What that. is my name? Yeah. Um. Say what is your name. What is your name? What's my name? What's uh, my name? Okay, but we're talking. Uh, do you have any uh, uh, other <laughs> like I I have two. Um, at least right now, very clear <laughs> memories of Disney World left. That might be funny. How many do you have? I, I mean, I'm sure some will come to me at some points. Okay, I'll start that. with one. Yeah, hit me. So I, uh, my like some of my relatives before we went. I even still like if I'm gonna go on a vacation or something, and my grandma knows about it, she'll get me twenty dollars somehow. You yeah. know. Um, and I don't remember how much, but like my grandma, or my aunt, and stuff like gave me some like forty or dollars or something. Oh, nice. But I was nine, and it was like my like money to use and to take down to the trip. And I just remember the whole time kind of having this like feeling this like sense of responsibility, like I'm never gonna have this much money again, and I have to spend it like the best most meaningful way yeah, possible of course. but being nine years old i like didn't know what that was or like anything and then it was kind of, I, I don't even remember what, what where chronologically it was in the trip but at some point we we're just walking past one of those like gift shop kiosks and there was one of these like goofy hats where it's like <laughs> the hat that Goofy wears and then it has like fake dog ears yeah, that, come down that drape like, down yeah. and I, I have no idea why but at nine years old I saw that and I thought about it for like 15-20 minutes and I was like this is what I have to buy. <laughs> and my dad was like, are you sure? Like, I don't, I don't, my, my, like. Rem- Did you, like, weigh through pros and cons? With yeah, <laughs> like, I was like, like, am I, it was kind of like, there's so much out here else that I could buy with this money. But I kind of, it was like, I don't think, it was like, I'm not sure it's not guaranteed that I see anything that I like more than this. Like, I might, but it's by no means guaranteed. And this, I think, you know, at the time I was like, I, this is pretty lit. You know, this might be it. 
Um, I'm trying to picture you in one of those hats right now. It is such an absurd image. I think I threw it away long ago, but I kept that hat for a, I kept that hat out of a long time because I felt such an obligation to like the stakes that I had myself ascribed to it at nine years old. Like I had convinced myself it was such a, like a weighty momentous decision and I remember at the time, like, talking to my dad about it, and I, like, interpreted his tone as, like, making sure that, like, well, it's, you know, if you're sure that this is, just make sure this is, but I think, and I was like, are you sure that this is what you <laughs> yeah, want to get? Like, <laughs> this stupid hat. Just, just give it another 15 to 20 minutes. Son. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, I don't know. Like, I, I this is great. Right. I might see something better, but I'm not sure that I'm going <laughs> to see anything better that I need to buy. <laughs> <laughs> and it was it the whole forty dollars or whatever on that? No, it much? wasn't the whole, but it was like a significant portion <laughs> of it. Yeah, okay. yeah, enough left for like one of those giant novelty pixie sticks they sell there or something like that. Maybe, but I yeah. think like any of the food that I wanted, my parents just bought for me. Oh, so like no turkey. I legs. didn't know what, dude. I would never want to eat that much turkey on its own. Turkey has to go with something. Salt. <laughs> Something more than just salt <laughs> from a lifted salt shaker. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> that is pretty funny, man. I, I remember I felt the same way when I was a kid, and I think that my, my mom had given me, like, another, yeah, like, 30 bucks or something and I spent it on like this ridiculous plush Mickey um, that, but it ended up paying for itself because um, oh really it was one of those talking Mickeys do you remember those were those around when you were there they must have been I'm sure they were but I um, never gave even two shits about Mickey Mouse I've ooh, never cared for him we're fighting words mm -hmm. huh? I, I've never been interested in him Nothing about like nothing. No, no Mickey for you. Huh? No, never, never caught my eye even as a, even as a wee boy. Minnie? For some reason, Goofy, I love. Oh yeah, you're in. But I, I never, I was never, have never been moved in any way by Mickey nor Minnie. Sure. Well, you know, Goofy's kind of. Um, he seems more relatable, I suppose. Is it Daffy Duck who's Disney and Donald or Duck who's Looney Tunes, or is it the other way around? I like the Looney Tunes one. I do not care about the Disney one. Donald Duck is the Disney one. And then I like Daffy Duck. You like Daffy Duck, okay. But I like Looney Tunes. Yeah. Wait. Okay, Daffy Duck is for sure. What is, doesn't Donald Duck have like a spouse in Disney lore? You're asking the wrong guy. Okay, we'll have to get back to you Listeners, guys. Quasi another thing to weigh in, Quasimodo, <laughs> if you want to write in next yeah. week, you would be, he He knows, He's it. he was, get in touch, should his I say life it? story was, was, uh, was adapted. Yeah, yeah. Into a heavily fictionalized yeah. Disney movie. What are, Quasi I wonder what happened to Esmeralda. Yeah, let us know what's going on with that. Let us know how you feel about Disney. Um, <laughs> yeah, your thoughts I'm about sure Disney. I'm sure you've got some opinions on the man. <laughs> yeah, on the on the Mickey Mouse house. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> I, I can't remember what we were just talking about. Uh, was it a... <laughs> do you remember? Was it? <laughs> you were talking about... No, okay, so uh, now I remember it. The talking oh. Mickey. Um, yeah, okay. So I, this thing like... <laughs> I had completely forgotten. 
I don't know how the technology worked, but wherever you were at within like Disney World, you could um, like press it and it would talk to you about like where you were at, um, oh. what you were seeing, what like were, what sights wow. to see in that area, yada, yada. Uh, A which, sign of things to come. Which was super helpful. In a few years, we're going to be hitting the home screen on our Disney phones. Hey, Mickey. What's the weather like today? Exactly. Boop, boop. It's it's 69 degrees. <laughs> hey, Mickey, text mom that I love you. Okay. Or, send. Uh, but it's just think, then Mickey, like, the Disney Alexa, it's going to be Mickey. Just think, though, like the, the flip side of that is you do get goofy, like being like, hey, Goofy, you know, you mind sending a text for me over to Camille? <laughs> I can do that yeah. for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you have the option to yeah. go from like Mickey or Minnie or Goofy <laughs> yeah. or Donald Duck. I would go Goofy for sure. Yeah, I do kind of like Donald Duck. The problem on the on the uh, uh, Disney phone, the autocorrect, instead of saying F you, it would autocorrect to yuck. Yeah. <laughs> yuck you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it'd be sweet to ha- get a whole like catalog of Disney emojis, though. Um, eh, we don't need that. <laughs> the world doesn't need that. Yeah, speak for yourself. Uh, but I... I don't remember too. I don't have too many other. I mean, I've got some memories, man. But uh, <laughs> I've got some memories, oh, man. Some Let me tell you. I was there. I was there, uh, which you were too, I guess. Uh, when it was the fire and ice dragon um, oh, roller coasters before it would get shit. developed into uh, Harry Potter World or whatever, which I have not experienced yet because they didn't finish that up until I don't. I don't know if I ever went on that, but I, it rings a bell. Wait, is that in Disney or Universal? <sighs> I think it's in Universal. It is. It totally is in Universal. So then I have no idea what you're talking yeah, about. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair but enough. I, but there is. I do. I there seems to there was one roller coaster at Animal Kingdom that was kind of sweet, but like a bit bumpy. But I mm. I, I misremember. I I don't know. You know I'm, what I? You I'm know? so worried about my memories anymore. Yeah, me too. Yeah. <laughs> You know what we should do? What? I think we should maybe next week or at a different time get uh, Katie Ellison here and something to do a uh, Disney World Part 2. Yes. Because I feel like I am just thinking about it more and I got loads more yeah. <laughs> Disney World stories. But uh, I think we should uh, maybe just like put a pin in that. Yep. You know? Sounds good to me. Maybe wind down things a little bit here. Yeah. For nocturnal emissions. Play some tunes. I'm a sleepy boy. I yes, you, you are a rest. sleepy pup. We're both uh, some tired boys. That's right. At the end of a long uh, work week. 20-mile day. Yeah. Yeah, crow, uh, as the crow flies, flew. <laughs> 20 miles today. <laughs> yeah. Flapped his wings, flapped his gun, and now he's flapped his gums. I have flapped my gums. And now gums. you're ready to to turn in for the eve, I so, would dare yeah. say. Yeah. As am I. Uh, so thanks for tuning back into uh, Slightly Truncated, but uh, I think pretty s- eh, so standard, I guess. Yeah. Episode of Nocturnal Emissions. I've been hooked with uh, Crow. Yeah, there we go. Sorry, that one was a bit loud. It peaked, but it's fine. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> we'll put the uh, the essential sound uh, podcast voice filter on there in Adobe Audition. It'll 
Sure. Scrub that right up. <laughs> Clean it right up. Clean oh, it right weird. up. Um, if Again, if you stuck around and tuned in on the live record and stuck through the whole thing, please. Um, there are a whole plethora of options for you, like hotlines to call, people to talk to. Yes, we are worried about you. That includes you up there, Quasi. Uh, right. Seek, Quasi, seek please, please. Um, I don't... No, if you if you have a phone up there, let's try to see if we can get Quasimodo a phone or something. Yeah, no call polish or, or something. He is locked up there. We can't reach With, him. Like I said, a bunch of <laughs> nail polish. Yeah, he uh, he had to uh, <laughs> get you that letter in a bottle. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the old fashioned way. He or he sent a he sent a carrier pigeon. Yeah. Sent him in a bottle of empty. <laughs> so he sent a carrier pigeon over <laughs> to you or something. A bottle or like a letter, like a Game of Thrones style. He yeah. tied a letter around. Uh, <laughs> I don't, we're speculating. Yeah. How Quasimodo addressed this in your next letter? We don't know. Yeah. Um, but we uh, we look forward to speaking to you. And, yes. But at the same time, seek some help. Nail polish removers yes. never the answer. Yeah. Stop uh, doing inhalants. That's uh, just killing brain cells. Yeah, bad, bad news, <laughs> my friend. Bad news. <laughs> but yes. Uh, again, uh, enjoy your uh, journey into the deep dark night, KBGA listener, and uh, be sure to tune in next week for Nocturnal Emissions. Bye bye now, sweet dreams. Good night.